the use of transacamic acid, or TXA, for the treatment of established postpartum hemorrhage really took off in 2017, after the release and publication of the Woman Trial. TXA for the treatment of established postpartum hemorrhage, remember that's a blood loss of 1,000 mLs or more, was even endorsed by the college in the technical bulletin that followed the release of the Woman Trial. But what about TXA for prophylaxis? I know right now the college says we need more data, but that data has actually now arrived. Oh, but I hope you know me a little bit better than that. You know the answer is just not that clear because there's a specific caveat in a specific population where that benefit is shown compared to the other. Ready? Let's cover TXA for prevention of postpartum hemorrhage now. Whether you're a medical student, nursing student, resident, nurse practitioner, or anybody else in women's health care, we're here for you. This is Clinical Pearls. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Here's a quick clinical pearl. Remember, if you're ever asked how transacamic acid works, remember lysine. Transacamic acid is a synthetic derivative of the amino acid lysine, and it binds to plasminogen. This inhibits plasmin formation and it displaces plasminogen from fibrin surfaces. In other words, it keeps fibrin there intact, so it keeps the clot stable. It prevents plasminogen from converting into plasmin. Tranexamic acid has been studied extensively for its effectiveness in reducing the risk of bleeding in other surgical fields like trauma, orthopedics, and cardiac surgery. But as we mentioned in the intro, it really didn't take off in OB until 2017 with the publication of the Woman Trial. So the thought then was, is that if TXA can help with established postpartum hemorrhage, well, why can't it be used for prophylaxis of the condition? In other words, why do we have to wait for her to get a thousand blood loss rather than using it before? Well, this was first answered by the TRAP study. That's T-R-A-A-P. The TRAP study was the transacamic acid for the prevention of blood loss after vaginal delivery trial. Now, remember I told you that TXA does work for prevention of blood loss, but it depends on the population. According to this TRAP study, the original TRAP study, which we're talking about right now, now called TRAP1, women received transacamic acid at the time of vaginal birth as a potential preventative measure. But the TRAP study found no statistically significant reduction in the risk of postpartum hemorrhage with the use of TXA as prophylaxis. So that was a big letdown, right? Now, we said at the intro that it does help. We just said that TRAP showed it didn't help. But that was in vaginal delivery. Well, then the question then arose, if it didn't help with vaginal delivery, what about C-section? I mean, after all, we know that the risk of bleeding is greater with cesarean delivery compared with vaginal birth. Well, that's where TRAP-2 comes in. The TRAP-2 trial was actually presented at the SMFM meeting in 2021. So let's get into TRAP-2, which was the use of prophylactic TXA at time of C-section. 
The primary objective of TRAP2 was to see if one gram of TXA would prevent blood loss greater than 1,000 or the need for transfusion by postpartum day 2. A total of just over 4,000 women were assessed for this primary outcome. There was about a 5% difference between the TXA group and placebo, and that was statistically significant. Specifically, blood loss of greater than 1,000 mLs or transfusion occurred in 26.7% of the TXA group compared with 31.6% of the placebo group. So this result was significant, not just statistically significant, but clinically significant, because a transfusion or other procedure for postpartum hemorrhage can significantly affect a woman's health, her recovery, and of course, the whole experience of childbirth. We now know that postpartum hemorrhage can actually trigger many PTSD in these women, and that of course affects quality of life and bonding with the maternal child dyad. So according to the two TRAP studies, both one, which was vaginal deliveries, and TRAP2, which was in C-sections, now that we know that it seemed to prevent blood loss at cesarean, but not vaginal birth, a new question has arisen. Should all patients get TXA prophylactically at C-section, or only those with, quote, more complicated surgeries? In other words, repeats or placenta previas, definitely those with accretas, but that still has not yet been finally determined. Now here's an important note to remember. Hopefully, we'll have answers to these questions and to others because right now, a study sponsored by George Washington University and conducted through the National Institute of Child Health and Human Development actually has an ongoing study that's registered at clinicaltrials.gov. This is transagamic acid for the prevention of obstetrical hemorrhage after cesarean section. Actually, it's slated to be over a presumed study completion date of August 2021. So it's very exciting that this randomized controlled trial is underway and hopefully will answer some of these questions and we could have a new norm for the prevention of postpartum hemorrhage at cesarean. Wow, you see, isn't that exciting? I mean, medicine and healthcare, it's ever-changing. It should keep us on our toes. We're constantly learning new things. That makes it exciting. How boring would that be if healthcare was just status quo, just kind of the same stuff, day in, day out, year after year, blah. But that's not the case. Healthcare is exciting and medicine is exciting. And that's why we have our passion. So again, we hope you have that passion as well. Thank you for being part of Clinical Pearls and we'll see you on our next episode.